Well, hello and welcome into a very special edition of the Worship Life Podcast with Mike Harland. And Mike, I guess the word is out by now, by the time this airs, that this is the last edition with Mike Harland. Yeah. Talk you know, to us when about you, that. I, it occurred to me when you were saying very special edition, I was thinking about how many times you said special edition. And yeah. honestly, Brian, it wasn't all that special every time. I don't know why you kept saying that. But I guess well, this Well, that's why one, I had to add very. But yeah. yeah, very. I guess this one has to fall in that category because, man, have we had a blast doing the Worship Life podcast Uh, together. Uh, We just had a blast, and I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss this so much, but I'm so grateful for all the things we got to do when we were doing this podcast. We've had some amazing guests uh, on this podcast. I think about, you know, like Al Mohler, who gets to interview him? I mean, or, or, or Paul Balash was last week, or Keith Getty has been our guest several times. Howard Richinsky was our, you know, CCLI's founder and president. He he did a special podcast with us. Of course, Eric Geiger and uh, Dr. Rayner and and Ben Mandrell has yep. been our guest, our, the current president of Lifeway. I mean, I, I probably should have never started naming the names, but no. it was me and you uh, most of the time. But a lot of times, it was other people too that were part of it. And uh, man, what a what a blessing! And and the feedback we've gotten through the years of doing it has just been such a blessing. And people have been helped, and and we were entertained, <laughs> and hopefully they were too. So, uh, man, just nothing but gratitude in my heart today for all the conversations that we had uh, on this podcast. It's been overwhelming. Now, Mike, you've been with us for just just over 15 years yep. at Lifeway. Yep. Uh, but, but for 25 years before Lifeway, uh, you had a job, and, and you're heading back to, to that kind of... Well, our, our audience probably heard me say this before, but Dr. Draper was president of Lifeway when I came, and... Uh, he told me on several occasions, including his very last day at Lifeway, he said, Mike, you're going to miss the church every day you're here. And uh, and and he was right. I mean, I, I did have wonderful opportunities to serve at Brentwood Baptist Church, where I would lead choir from time to time and lead worship from time to time. And I would get to lead worship and lead choirs in different settings. But I've always loved pastoral ministry. And... Um, and just shepherding people, just being in in the in the trenches with people as they walk, as they walk out their faith and walking alongside them in that. And of course, Brian, you've had a front row seat. That's that's what I've aspired to do with Lifeway Worship's team. I I, I felt like I was the pastor of our team, not necessarily just the director of it. And uh, that's just how I'm wired. It's what God called me to be and do. And and so there's no question. Um, that that it makes sense if I'm going to do anything else, uh, it would be for a local church, and that's exactly what I'm doing. And I, I I'm very excited about that. As sad as I am to leave my friends at Lifeway, uh, I'm very excited about being back on the staff of a local church. Yeah, and I know they're excited. Are, are we going to tell the audience what that church? Well, is we might as well because they they've got to start paying me here real soon. So uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to the Great First Baptist Church in Jackson, Mississippi. A church Ooh. that, um, I know you know this church, but a church that may yeah. have one of the richest legacies of music ministry of any church I know. Um, the, the great Larry Black was there for many years and yeah. just, built, just built an amazing ministry to just thousands and thousands of people that he impacted there. And then, of course, LaVon Gray was there, and LaVon's our friend, and, 
and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm walking in the into the footsteps of giants uh, like those great men and the people that are there, and it's it's just a unique church and uh, in a very significant city in the South and. Um, a church that I've admired and and respected and appreciated, a church that I've led worship at a lot, and so that that's been amazing. Um, you know, to, to go into a situation where this is not unknown to me. This these people are not unknown to me. I I know this church. I know that place. And uh, in some respects, for sure, for me and Teresa, it feels like we're going back home in a way. Although Nashville's become home. Um, yeah. You know, we're not going somewhere we're not familiar with, and that that's part of this that's that's been pretty cool to watch unfold. That's awesome. Well, I know uh, today on this uh, final final Worship Life podcast with Mike Harlan. Now we're, we may continue uh, some Worship Life podcasts in the future with some other guests, but the, the last one with 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 Mike Harlan in the title of it. And I know there's some some reflection. It's it's bittersweet time and. Just looking back over your 15 years, Mike, I, I know there's some, some times you might want to mention, some moments, and certainly some people who've been walking along this journey with well, you over this past gosh, decade and a half. Absolutely, Brian. And I mean, really, it's, it really starts, if I start naming names of the people I've worked with, Brian, you're, you're the first name that, that gets called. Um, I've told this story, and it wasn't that long ago I told this story. Uh, in a blog and a, and a podcast, but uh, you were the very first person at Lifeway to say to me, uh, "Why don't you do this?" And of course, it wasn't your call to make at that point, right? But, That's but right. you planted that thought um, in my mind. You were the first one at Lifeway to do that. I hope you haven't regretted that since then. But not at all. It wasn't was very long move. after your first mention of that to me that a man named Lewis Hanks called me, and the process started. And then here I was at Lifeway. Uh, so, the, you know, in terms of just reflecting on all of that, here, here's part of what I'm dealing with right now, Brian. I was sharing this earlier today with one of our team members. Um, the, the, the strength of my leadership style, or the, I shouldn't say my leadership style, but the strength of the style of leadership that I aspire to have, because I, I fail at this too. So, but this is always my goal. I always want to lead collaboratively. And, and relationally. And, you know, Brian, you've been in how many meetings have we had? There, there aren't many times you could probably think of that I walked into a meeting and the first thing I said was, here's what we're going to do. I mean, I always walk, wanted to walk into a meeting and say, here's the challenge. Here's the opportunity. How are we going to attack this? And I always wanted to be the last person to speak because I wanted, I wanted people on our team to feel needed, to feel wanted, uh, to know that their opinion was not only wanted, it was very important. And we made our best decisions collaboratively. Uh, you know, yeah. the, and so that's why, that's why, um, you know, I, 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 that's what I always aspire for is a collaborative team environment. And cer- certainly, Brian, you were one of the main contributors all these years to that, to that environment. And the positive of that is that in a moment when a leader leaves, whether it's, in this case, it's me. We've had other leaders leave, uh, and I'll mention some of those guys. I think about Terry Terry, who mm, who was my yes. operations guy when I first came, and brilliant, brilliant uh, musicologist and, you know, the academic credibility and just, but a great business guy, too. And, and a guy like Terry or maybe even a guy like Randy Smith. Randy yeah. was our editor-in-chief for a long time. 
and Randy was the first guy at Lifeway that um, that actually asked me to write a musical. That was years before I came uh, right. as director, but I was writing musicals for Lifeway because Randy Smith asked me to, and then Jim Gibson, my immediate predecessor. I think about a guy like Mark Blankenship and those guys. Mm. I related to those guys as a minister of music. Uh, but but so I come in with all these great people around me, and and we build this team, this collaborative team, yeah. and we and we made decisions together. The positive of that is when Terry left, and when Randy left, and when uh, this person left. I think about Celia Powers, um, who mm-hmm. was our event strategist, and she she left a, a few years ago. She was at this table with us, and uh, and I you know there are other names I'll mention. Renee Hardwick. I mean she's. If there yeah. is a Lifeway Hall of Fame, Renee Hardwick is a first ballot <laughs> uh, Hall yes, of Famer. That's right. That uh, after the career much... that she had, and she was sitting at our leadership table all those years. So the the positive of that, and I would recommend it to any leader that's out there, build a collaborative relational leadership team. Yes. The positives are there, and and when there's transition, the work is uninterrupted. And Brian, no pressure, bro, but. I really expect <laughs> I really expect Lifeway Worship is not going to miss a beat uh, because you guys are already owning everything and you've all you've been in part of the process the whole time. But here, let me tell you what the downside is, Brian. When you yeah. leave, it's like pulling your arms off. I mean, it uh, the relational equity that we've all built with each other makes the departure really, really personal and emotional. Um, and, and I'm feeling every bit of that and everybody on our team's kind of feeling that. I thought I saw you dabbing the, the corner of your eye the other day, Brian, in a meeting. I don't want that rumor to get out there. Don't, don't, don't but, share uh, that. Don't share Cause that you're one. not, you're not known for your emotions, but I think, you know, it is emotional because we, we've, we've not just worked together. We've been in the foxhole together and we've experienced things together that, that, um, are memories that we'll take the rest of our life. And I have a feeling we will recall even in eternity, some of the, the experiences and, and a part of this journey. And so collaborative leadership has, has the great strengths, and I always recommend it. But, but right now, I'm experiencing the downside of it, which means you've, you've given your heart away uh, to these people that you've worked with and now walking away so hard to do. It, it reminds me of that incredible passage. I believe it's Acts 20. I'm gonna, I've got a Bible nearby, and I want to I make sure I'm calling the right chapter number out. It's Acts 20 when Paul is uh, leaving the church there. Uh, uh, he's leaving the Ephesian church. And in Acts 20, the latter part of that chapter, it, it, he gives this final address. Now, please don't think I'm equating what I'm doing with Paul's departure of Ephesus. It's a little less <laughs> right. significant. And, but but it, it feels significant to me uh, as Paul is leaving that, those people at Ephesus that he had, man, he had, he had been in the trenches with this heartfelt emotional address that he gives and then the the last two or three verses of that passage in acts 20 tell the story of paul making his way to the ship <laughs> and the and the church they walk out to the ship with him and the and the scriptures already said that they fell on him and they cried many tears and it, they just walk him all the way to the ships uh, to the ship where he's going to get on and leave. And uh, I was talking earlier today with one of our team members, and I said, walk with me all the way to the ship because I, th- it's been that meaningful and that special to me. And I think all of the leaders on our team share that as well. And, I, and you know what? And I wish it. I wish I could take that 
part of the sting of this away. But it just is a necessary step in this transition in our lives. So, man, I could go on and on and on about it. But collaborative leadership is the way to go. You pay the price relationally, but but it's a short-lived separation and a change because the friendships that we've established uh, will last the rest of all of our lives. I fully expect that. Amen. And uh, I'm so proud of this team and proud of what we built together. Yeah, it's, it really is a fantastic team, Mike, and you very much have led us as a pastor. I tell people that all the time, and I think anybody in our on our team would echo that. And, and so most of our listeners have uh, served churches, been on church staffs, and you know that what it's like to not just work but to live life together and to be on this faith journey together and to be brothers and sisters in Christ out there in the battlefield. And uh, we certainly feel that Lifeway is not a church. And some days it feels like a big corporation. But most of the time, uh, most of us came from ministry backgrounds. And Mike, like you have your whole life, uh, you've been a relational type leader. That didn't end. Your calling didn't end when you came to Lifeway and your leadership and and the the gifts that God has given you. And you're right. That makes it painful. and when, when the, the separation happens, but uh, it also means that this team's ready to lead when, when you yeah. leave, and that church is getting somebody ready to serve. So um, we're, we're grateful on those sides of it. Uh, I'd tell anybody out there listening that the mark of your ministry is not what you can do while you're there. It's what they can do after you're gone. Uh, it, it, it really is. I mean, if, if, you're, if the ministries we lead are 100% reliant on our talent and our presence, then we're not doing what the New Testament talks about in making disciples. Remember, the whole time Jesus is talking to those guys that walked around with him for three years, he is preparing them parable by parable, story by story, prayer meeting by prayer meeting for the eventual day that he was not physically going to be with them. And he is yeah. pouring into them. He, you know, and he would tell them. I was reading in Matthew 15. He actually t- says it. Actually says in Matthew's gospel that uh, that they are um, that that he was about to leave them. He was preparing them for when he would leave them. Again, not equating what I'm doing with what Christ did, but I think it models for us what leaders should do, and that is to um, to to prepare people to to equip people to work and, and, and be effective in your absence. So, so man, I've got big expectations for the next journey and, and I don't, I don't, it's not my announcement to make Brian, but I just want to go ahead and say for our listening audience that Lifeway has named somebody named Brian Brown to be the (laughs) acting director of Lifeway worship. And so Brian, bro, you are ready. You, you know, this business inside and out, you, you help build it. And, uh, and only me and you know how much I depended on you. Um, and, and I'm so excited that in, at least in this next phase of Lifeway's story, you will be leading the worship team. And nobody I can think of is more equipped or better ready to do that than you are. So excited about that. Well, Mike, I appreciate that. And uh, it's nerve nerve wracking and scary and frightening. But with the team we've put together, Mike, you've got you've put together a team of all stars. And uh, all I really need to do is make sure I don't get in their way. And this train's going to keep on running. But yeah. I'm honored and, and grateful for the opportunity. It's the kind of thing, as you know, because you've done it, that drives you to your knees yep. and reminds you how <laughs> dependent you are uh, on Christ for well, every step right. in the journey. 
journey. Hey, you know what? We've been talking about this team. Let me. I, I know we've already been talking a while, but I want to. I want to do something about as quick as I can do it. Uh, the current Lifeway worship team. I want to talk about every yeah. one of them. And just just briefly, right. I've I've said enough about you, Brian. But Craig yeah, Adams, well, but Craig Adams, I used yeah. to say before Ricky King came to our team with supplies that me and you and Craig were were really the leader of Lifeway Worship. It was the three of us that made so many decisions. I think about I think about a day, and your mind's going to go right back to this day too, that we were sitting in the basement of my house. And we had white whiteboards and post-it sheets all over my basement, and we were redreaming a whole new future for, for Lifeway. And the three yeah. of us did that together. And of course, Craig now is uh, will he'll remain in the creative director role, and which means he'll continue to produce music. And there I already know some things that are coming down the pipeline, and there's some fantastic things that are in front of Lifeway Worship, and Craig's going to be there. I think about. I think about Chasty Phillips, um, mm. who the the marketing leader for Lifeway Worship, and I say what I'm about to say unapologetically to anyone else at Lifeway. There are marketing people all over our building, but Chasty Phillips, in my opinion, is the best marketing person in the entire company of Lifeway, and she's Amen. been on Lifeway Worship's team. and And I'm telling you, our churches have benefited from her work. I love Chasty so much. Vicky Dvorak, our air, tra- air traffic controller. Product Development right. Specialist is her title. She is amazing. She's had a very distinguished career in Christian music that really spans almost 40 years. And Brian, my first piece of advice to you is to put a rope around her leg and don't let her go anywhere for a long time. Already done, Because yeah. <laughs> Vicki is, she's amazing. Ricky King leads the church supplies area, which all the communion supplies and the bulletins and all those things. And Ricky and his, his, his capable sidekick, Matt Stewart, it's unbelievable uh, the the work that these guys have done in the supplies area, and now that's part of the worship uh, family at at Lifeway. And Ricky and Matt, Ricky's on our leadership team, and I'm telling you, he is he is a brilliant guy, a brilliant business guy. He's a, um, a comic book aficionado, which which oh, yeah. I still don't completely understand that. He's <laughs> he's funny like Barney Fife is funny, but he's also brilliant. Um, I love Ricky, and of course Matt Stewart is his sidekick and does such a great job. Um, he he's he's the worker bee that just keeps going. I think about the guy that is the engineer of this very podcast. He will he yes. will he will edit this and put it together. Uh, Red box guy Tim Henning, and uh, man, I love Tim. Tim's a little brother to me, and I've loved him and loved working with him. Sings in the group Evidence with Kirk Kirkland and their wives. He leads the choir over at Judson Baptist. He does all of our choral club, and he is the he's the engineer of of everything that we do marketing wise that we produce ourselves. Tim shoots the video. He edits the audio. He he has been a secret uh, production person behind the scenes of so much stuff. And if our listeners want to have a little fun, go back and watch the Worship Madness videos. If you go to YouTube and <laughs> just search Worship Madness. Uh, we had some fun uh, doing doing those things. I love Tim so much. Scott Rice is a guy that a lot of people don't know his name. He's if you're a SunPower Church from our old SunPower event, you'll you'll probably know Scott because he was at all those events. But Scott was our internet producer, which means at Lifeway.com, 
He was the one in charge of making sure our products were represented there. What a big job that is. Uh, it's a huge job. And, and Scott's been doing that for years, and he's such, so good at that. I think about Meg Stafford, uh, one of our yeah. newer employees. She We hired her right out of Lipscomb University. She's one of the best hires we've ever made, Brian. Would you agree with that? I mean, she's... I totally do. She's a graphic designer, and I love Meg. She's She's got this beautiful personality about her and this sweet, sweet spirit, and she's she's just crazy talented. And since I'm talking about graphic designers, I have to m- mention Mike Russo. Mike's been our guy for a number of years, and all the designs of anthem covers and book covers and and more, much more uh, CDs that we've produced and projects that we've made. Mike Mike Russo's the guy. He's a he's a great husband and father. I think the world of him. I think about Christina Pinera. <laughs> Christina's yeah. brand new to our team, but not brand new to Lifeway. She she was in the retail area of Lifeway, but when the store division shut down. We brought her over to our team, and she helps Vicki Dvorak in the product development space. And Christina's brilliant. I mean, she's her attention to detail. And everybody that's ever worked with Christina says the same thing, uh, that she is a delight. She's one of the funniest people I know. She could be a stand-up yeah. comedian, but we don't want her to know that. And no, you know what? The other great. person that helps us do uh, our podcasts and our blogs, and she'll keep right on going, is Lindsay Delp. Lindsay is oh, yeah. such a great person. She's a songwriter. A lot of people wouldn't know that necessarily about Lindsay, but she's a songwriter. She's a worship leader. Uh, she's a sweet, sweet girl. Um, has been at Lifeway longer than than just in the worship area. She was also in the retail area, but we brought her to our team now a number of years ago in the publishing work. She's She's got the chops to do song publishing. She's been our social media person. She's going to continue in that. And Lindsay is amazing. A girl from Indiana. She also has a real right. dry sense of humor. Brian, I'm seeing a pattern here. Everybody yes, on our team yes. is funny. Why? Why did we well, attract? True. Did we attract people like that? Or <laughs> we're just a bunch of goofballs, I guess, and like goofing off. So Maybe that's part that's of what, That's maybe. one of the one of the uh, traits we look for. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. And I've got to shift and go to the sales team. These are the people that talk directly to churches. Del Bleem is an all-star manager of this yeah. team. Uh, he he did this very successfully in two other companies, in in church music, and he's been at Lifeway now over ten years. And uh, that's right. Dell is brilliant. He he he's he's got a work ethic. He's 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 a sharp guy. Knows how to help churches. What maybe the the legendary person on our sales team would have to say is Susan Jarrett. Most of the people that that uh, listen to our podcast probably know who Susan Jarrett is. She's the one person to call if you need an answer to a question about anything related to church music. Susan Jarrett is a, she's a rock star. She's been at Lifeway a long, long time. Brian Williams has been on our team. He's also been one of our sales leaders and uh, and managers. And Brian also has been the drummer of our chapel bands. Uh, this guy That's right. uh, plays drums and often played with us in chapel. And he also coaches Little League Baseball, which made me and him have several conversations about that. Oh, yeah, near and dear to your heart. Yep. And people out there that, that use LifewayWorship.com, they know the name Scott Doda. He's our technical mm-hmm. rep. That If you have a technical problem with LifewayWorship.com ever, Scott's the guy that gets that cleared up for you. I think about a guy like Jared Tikachek, who is our resident basketball player. He's about 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Big old guy. But, man, what a servant spirit. We, he's one of our newer guys. He's been with us now going on a couple of years. But what a great guy. Um, just a missional guy. Loves Jesus. Loves the church. 
and has done a phenomenal job. Well, I've got to mention the the other guys that helped make stuff with Craig. And listen, yep. bro, look, the Yankees back in their heyday, you know, they had A-Rod at third and Derek Jeter at second. They had this all-star team, you know, with these guys. Um, and, and, man, that's who we have in the music production side of Lifeway. Ken Barker. I don't know a mm. I don't know a music editor that has more under their belt and a, and and better at it than Ken Barker. That's why that's why the Lifeway anthems and the Lifeway charts are just correct because we have such awesome editors, and Ken Barker is the he's the lead lead dog of that. Danny Zaludic is our instrumental editor, and he is a fine musician himself. But Danny Zaludic makes sure every note of every instrument in the orchestra is right on every chart. And I'm telling you, we just nobody ever calls us and says, "Hey, there's a, a wrong note in measure 12." It just never happens, and it's because of Ken and Danny. And people have come to to see uh, LifeWayWorship.com and the quality of the charts that are there and the arrangements that are there. And the secret sauce behind that is Charlie Sinclair. Uh, I love to tell the story of Charlie. He came to LifeWay as an intern under a contract to help us with the hymnal project. He was so diligent and so loyal and so good that when the hymnal was over in 2008, when we launched it, we turned right around and offered him a full-time position and he became the senior editor of LifeWayWorship.com. And, and listen, we hear it all the time. These, these churches are finding these arrangements by Charlie, and they're saying, who's this Charlie Sinclair guy? And uh, we don't want anybody to know who he is because we don't want anybody to grab him. <laughs> uh, he is phenomenal. And what a sweet spirit. Yep. And Charlie and his wife have been walking through quite a journey with, with some, some health challenges his wife has faced. And just watching the grace that Charlie and his and Kate are walking through that with, and uh, to see Charlie came to us as a single guy right out of school, you know, first job, and we've seen him get married and have children, and just become a great man of God, and one of the important contributors to uh, Lifeway Worship. Uh, Jenny Morris, um, yeah, that leads the one, one source. source work, and that's part of the church supplies area of Lifeway. And she's a great business person. She came to us in a reorganization, and um, and Jenny, she's such a sweetheart, and has has just been an encouragement to us, and really has helped One Source serve churches better than ever before. So um, I've mentioned a bunch of people I know. I want to throw out. Um, uh, I want to just, I've already mentioned Randy and Terry, Stan Lloyd. Good Lord have mercy. Oh, Stan Lloyd. Oh, we miss that. Brother. I love that guy. He, you know, I've known Stan a hundred years. Um, I knew him way back when I lived in Mississippi before and Stan was a minister of music in Mississippi and we knew each other then. And Stan, the time we shared together here at Lifeway working together was amazing. Stan retired a few years ago. Um, and I, but I love that guy. We travel together. We've done events together. Uh, and I'm grateful to say Stan has also faced some, some health challenges in recent years, but lately has been getting stronger and stronger. And I saw a picture on, on the internet the other day of him out playing golf and, and, uh, what a Praise good sign that was. I love Stan Lloyd. He's, he'll always be a brother to me. Karen Gilchrist. It's part, oh, yeah. it's, it's partly Karen's fault that I'm at Lifeway at all. Um, cause right. Karen, Karen was at Lifeway, uh, before I was and, and she got married and moved to Carrollton, Texas. Well, I came to Carrollton, Texas to be the minister of music at the church where Karen and her husband, Paul, where they were serving. 
So I knew Karen from her Lifeway years, but now we work together. She became one of my associates at First Baptist Carrollton. Well, when I, when I came to Lifeway, when Lifeway asked me to come, Karen was one of the first people I said, should I do this? And her first answer was, no, don't do it. And then she came back the next day and said, she came back the next day and said, I couldn't sleep last night. Mike, you're supposed to do it. You're the one to do that. And so I came back to Lifeway and Karen was one of the early voices to encourage me to do it. And after I'd been at Lifeway a short time, I had a position open on the staff here and I reached out to Karen and said, okay, are you willing to come back? And she did. And so Karen, we got to work together at first at Lifeway before I was here, just relating to her as a songwriter. And then we worked together at first Carrollton. And then now we worked at Lifeway again together. And Karen retired a couple of years ago, has moved back to Georgia with her husband, Paul, to be near her family there. But Karen is a sister to me. I mean, she's just like a, we might as well be blood, blood sister and brother because that's how close she is to me. So I have to mention uh, Karen. And you know who I got a text from uh, just a little bit ago, Brian? Man, I, I thought you'd named everybody. Well, I'm, uh, let, me, let me throw this one out there. Celia Powers. Oh, we miss her uh, every day. She was, she was everybody's favorite person at Lifeway. She was our events person for so long, and several years ago, Celia retired. I cried that day uh, because I love (laughs) Celia so much. She's like a little sister to me, and uh, she just texted me to talk about she had heard I was leaving Lifeway and and wanted to uh, congratulate me and, and thank me for for our friendship. And I love Celia Power. She, she's over in Arkansas now, but she's one of my favorite people I've ever known and ever worked with a great singer. Anytime we needed somebody yep. to throw down on something gospel in chapel oh, yeah. or, or at Ridgecrest or worship life, uh, Celia would be the one we'd call on. Now I have to mention Connie Gerald and Sheila Brown and Catherine Hayes. And I think about, you know, Oh, here I go. Jonathan Riggs and, Mm. Oh my gosh! How do I name all these people? I, I can't name them. Name them. Um, but now there's two I got. I saved here for the end. And if I've missed somebody, I'm sorry. I, I, well, I hope the two that <laughs> I'm thinking of are the two you miss because well, you, you better talk about. Them okay. Well, here, here's here's the first one. I've got to talk about Renee Hardwick. Yeah, so when I came I'm... to Lifeway, Renee was the administrative assistant to the director, which meant she became the administrative assistant to me. And I didn't know till I'd been at Lifeway for a year that every day she thought I was going to come in any day and say, well, I'm ready to move on and get get someone else. She was aware that I had had the same assistant in three different churches that had moved with me when I had moved. And she had made the assumption, and others at Lifeway had thought this too, that I was going to bring my own assistant to Lifeway and that any day now I was going to, I was going to move on from Renee. But gosh, that was never anything I, I considered doing because Renee Hardwick is one of the most professional and one of the most capable and qualified people um, that's ever worked at Lifeway. I talked about yep. somebody being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, she's a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer at Lifeway. She she had a distinguished career at Lifeway spanning 30 years or so. And uh, for four, uh, excuse me, 13 of that, she was my assistant. And uh, she, there's no telling. I, I can't even recount um, uh, how many times I stood in her office door, confused, maybe even concerned, and how Renee prayed me, prayed me through. She was a spiritual support to me, and uh, she helped me in so many ways. I, there's no way to enumerate. Renee retired a couple months ago from her last position at Lifeway, and 
And I was so excited for her to move on to a new chapter. And there's going to be some great new things for her, too. Yeah, keep your ear to the ground because Renee's not done. Yep. She's got some great things she's working on. But I love Renee Hardwick. And then the last couple of years, my assistant, Anna Claire Tadlock. I love Anna Claire like a daughter. I've known her since she was about five or six years old. Um, and here's what's funny. I am moving to her home church, which is First Baptist Jackson, right. Mississippi. So she's real torn about all this. Anna Claire's out on maternity leave right now. She has a beautiful baby daughter, Collins McCann Tadlock. And she was just born a couple of weeks ago. And, and Anna Claire's going to be out on maternity leave. But, Brian, she's going to come back. She promised me that. Good. I need it. And she's going to help you. <laughs> so That's my good. advice to you is just leave her alone and let her do what she, what she knows already. But Anna Claire has such a sweet spirit and such a servant heart. And, and, was, and as with all of you on my leadership team, uh, she was part of this decision with me. Now, some people out there may be shocked by this, but Brian, I guess I told you about this, what, two months ago, maybe? It's been a while back, yeah. And uh, Craig, and I began to share with Vicki and Chastity and Ricky, and Anna Claire knew about this from the very first day that First Baptist Jackson called me. She prayed with me about this. She was a great sounding board for me. She helped me come to what I believe and feel confident was God's decision in all of this. Uh, she is, she's one of the most special people I've ever known. And, uh, and I intend to stay very much in touch with her. So you might as well just get ready. There are going to be times when you need her to do something, but she's going to be talking to me. So just, you just <laughs> wait your turn. But I'm so proud of Anna Claire. I just watching her grow up. I've known her all of her life to see the beautiful woman of God she's become and now a mother and a wife. And her husband, Rob is a godly man. And I'm just so excited about the Tadlock family and, and can't thank Anna Claire enough uh, for all the ways that she's helped me these last few, really more than two years, uh, that she's been my assistant there at Lifeway. So, gosh, I've, I think I've hit it. I've run out of time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think I've hit everybody I, I want to hit. And uh, if I've left someone off, I certainly hate that. But the reason I wanted to do this, Brian, today is if there's been anything that has happened that has helped churches it's been because of those people and and i was just i was just one guy you know i you know i always think in sports analogies right and uh my my position the position i played in college and grew up playing in baseball was pitcher and the pitcher holds the ball he starts every 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 sequence in a baseball game the pitcher is the one that throws the ball that can only you can only have one and at a time <laughs> And you got a pitcher, and he's got the ball, and he's got to throw it. But I'm telling you, the I was at my best as a pitcher when I knew I had a team behind me that were ready in all of their positions for whatever could happen. Because sometimes, I know you'll find this hard to believe, Brian, but sometimes <laughs> guys would hit the ball when I threw it. <laughs> I, I mean, occasionally. I, I struck out yeah. most people, but occasionally somebody right. would make contact. And right. I, I can tell you, any pitcher would tell you this. You can't pitch if you don't have confidence in those eight other people that are in the field who can bail you out. I mean, man, a guy can hit this screaming live drive because I've thrown an awful pitch and that left fielder dive and catch it or get up and make yeah. the great throw. I mean, the analogy goes on and on and on. And I want to tell you, yes, for 15 years I've been the pitcher. I've been holding the ball at Lifeway Worship. The reason that I could hold the ball and throw the pitches 
is because of those people that were in the positions around me on this team. And if churches have been helped and if people have been impacted, it's because of what we all did together. Of course, we give God the glory for that. God did it. He empowered us to do it. He gave us the energy to do it. And and yes, in spite of ourselves sometimes, God did this. But I'm so proud of this team. And I love everyone. I'm, I'm losing it now. But yeah, we love you. I can't wait to see what God does with Lifeway Worship. And that's probably about all I can say. It's been the privilege of my life to lead this team. It's been our privilege to be on that team, Mike. And uh, we pray for you and Teresa, and, and, and we send you to follow God's will. And you've got a team of prayer warriors at Lifeway behind you, and you have left a legacy that will... Uh, outlast uh, your tenure at Lifeway and, and really outlast your tenure here. We'll be talking about it, as you said earlier in this uh, podcast, one day in, in eternity, about the things we were able to do together and the things God allowed us to witness and to be a part of. And it's just been um, an incredible, an incredible journey. And Mike, I know in addition to the team, you're going to miss the, the churches that you've gotten to work with as yeah. well. You're, so you're going to be serving a great church, right. but you're, you're going to be missing those churches you got to work with as, as the leader of Lifeway Worship. Well, that's a good reminder, Mike. Lifeway Worship is still here. Long after you, I, and a lot of people are gone, Lifeway will still be serving churches, and we still want to hear from churches. So please email us, worship at lifeway.com. Uh, we are going to continue the Worship Life podcast. We're going to bring some special guest speakers in, some worship leaders and songwriters and other folks that we know you want to hear from, leaders at Lifeway, but uh, email us, worshipatlifeway.com. Let us know some of the speakers you'd like to hear from, some worship leaders. Uh, We want you to pray for Mike, and we'd love to hear from you on that front as well as he and Teresa go on this new journey. As always, you can find us on the other social media platforms as well. If you prefer that to email, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it is that you like to engage. And the worshiplife.com blog site will continue, and we'll be hearing from a lot of different voices from across church music there and occasionally we might just ask old Mike Harlan music minister at First Baptist uh, Jackson yeah. to write an article I'm, I'm for us call in. Uh, you know it's a shame it's not a call in show because I'd drive you crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd we're not fun. I don't think we'll open up that yeah, part of the format be anytime fun. soon that'd be fun that's good well it's been great it's been a great run it's been a lot of fun it's been hard but man it's been worth it and yeah. uh, we're going to miss your brother thank God you man. God bless you until next time for the Worship Life podcast with Mike Harland. Woo. This is Brian Brown saying thanks for joining us. We will be back together to talk about worship and music and ministry again very soon. Mm-hmm.